You're listening to SBS News. Now, Market Day on the SBS On The Money podcast. When it's Wednesday, the 27th of December 2023. We are going to take a quick look at the share market post-Christmas because the share market uh, Santa Rally continues. The S&P ASX 200 up 0.8% to 7,561. For more, I spoke with Zoran Kresovich from 8Cap because this comes after that four-day break for Christmas. Well, Ricardo, there's actually a number of things that are behind the rally today. We, if you take into seasonality into effect, and obviously November, December, and to some extent, actually January as well is considered as a very, very bullish months in general. But if you take a step back and have a look at the overnight markets in the US as well, so S&P 500 is just about to reach an all-time high. Uh, NASDAQ is actually already cracked an all-time high as well. Dow Jones is actually reaching an all-time high and also European DAX is actually reached an all-time high. So it seems to be a risk on sentiment at the moment in the market globally as well, which is obviously paving the way for Australian ASX as well. Another thing that we also need to take into account, Ricardo, on this occasion is obviously a Santa Claus rally. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's something that many investors actually take quite seriously because if you have a look at it through our history, uh, and whilst it doesn't repeat, actually in rhymes a lot of occasions, we can see that Santa Claus rally is considered around seven days in total, starting last Friday, going into today, up until fri- Friday, and then into New Year's. Uh, that's generally considered as one of the best weeks in terms of the upside for the actual shares and risk on sentiment. So we've seen over the past history that approximately 80% or 79.5% chains in particular, we've seen an upside run on Santa Claus or Santa Rally uh, in, at the end of December and starting in January. One sector doing really well today is that of the miners, the likes of BHP at a record high today, Fortescue and Rio doing well also. Um is this a surprise? I think the iron ore price today also hit an 18 month high. Is all of this a surprise given that China really isn't firing as much as many analysts and investors would have hoped or expected earlier in the year? So that is actually a great question. Yes, you're 100% correct behind what you're saying in terms of the actual China slowdown. So we've seen over the last quarter since October up until now. Uh, approximately 1 billion won of, um, you know, investment going into the Chinese economy to actually try to stimulate uh, their property market, which is actually slowing down. And as a result, obviously, we are seeing the, you know, Chinese consumer confidence slowing in general as well. However, on, on the other side, we also need to take into account that commodity prices are actually still in a strong uptrend. And if you have a look at the, in particular, copper, and if you have a look at the actual iron ore prices as well, they are reaching an 18 month high. And whilst 30% or so of our exports in Australia is actually uh, generally consumed by the Chinese are going towards the China market in general, we're also actually prone for other markets, other emerging nations and, and exporting towards these such as India, um, etc. The Australian dollar is also at a five-month high against the US. How much of this is commodity related and how much to do with interest rates? I would say probably it's a bit of a mixed bag, Ricardo, on this one. Uh, I think it is obviously, uh, you know, commodity. We are considered as a commodity currency, uh, uh, you know, alongside of the New Zealand dollar and Canadian dollar and so, uh, and so on. Uh, last couple of weeks have been actually quite bullish for Aussie dollar or commodity currencies in general. But I would also say it's a lot to do with regards to the interest rate differentials and specifically talking about the Fed. So we've seen 2023 and Fed 
let Paul talk a lot about the higher for longer narrative. Um, that's, you know, playing into 2024, but seems like actually market is not buying that at the moment. And as a result, obviously, you know, um, yields, 10 yen, 30 year treasury yields are actually coming off significantly in the US. And whilst the market was actually pricing only 75 basis point interest rate cut in 2024, it looks like now Fed is actually pricing 175 basis points of interest rate cuts or five to seven interest rate cuts within 2024 and bringing the terminal rate down to 3.5 percent that's actually very significant downside proxy um, against you know the, the rest of the major currency pairs and as a result given the fact that actually our economy or Australian dollar and Australian economy is actually still at the full steam if you have a look at the labor market which is actually quite strong or quite significant at the moment housing price uh, you know is still actually quite bullish as well we would probably expect for Aussie dollar to kind of stay at these levels or RBA to actually stay at these levels at least for the first half of the year. And if US dollar is actually coming off and we get the interest rate cut in March, April, May, and June, uh, then, you know, investors are actually trying to take that full advantage. And as a result, we should see Aussie continue to rise towards that probably 70 cent mark. And finally, very quickly, where do you see the opportunities for investors in 2024? 2024 is going to be an interesting year. Uh, there's a number of reasons for that, but among, amongst many, obviously, a lot of people are talking about recession, soft landing, and so on. I would still expect if the China was actually to slow down and struggle in 2024, at least for the first part of 2024, I still see a lot of defensive assets or non-yielding assets such as gold to potentially do quite well. We can see that gold is actually reaching around that 2025 to 2050 level at the moment. That's a big resistance level and it's actually approaching an all-time high. Strong break about those levels of monthly close, as I would like to call on technical charts, about 2075 will most definitely gain interest from investors. I think another aspect, Ricardo, that hasn't been spoken as much over the last few months is actually all the geopolitical tensions that are still going across the globe in the Middle East and Russia, Ukraine. That's a- another another thesis or another reason to actually potentially add, you know, to the actual non-yielding assets as well. Aside from that, I also think the US dollar will most likely for the first part of 2024 continue going downwards. Um, we still see more downside, especially against the USDX or against the basket of all major currencies. Whilst there is approaching a $100 mark, which is a big support level around the number, it could actually go down further, which would provide a lot more bullishness and um, attractive um, play for the likes of currencies, commodity currencies such as Aussie dollar, New Zealand dollar and Canadian dollar as well. Um, At the end of the day, if you're a defensive investor and you're looking for something super conservative as well, then deposit interest rates are still quite high. So there is actually a good yield on those investments as well. Zoran Krasovic there from 8Cap. Now, this is just a short version of the podcast. Uh, while the markets are relatively quiet until the new year, the 10-minute SBS on the, mon- on the Money podcast will return very early January.